listening to Fresh Take. You are listening to the Fresh Take Network. Welcome to Fresh Take, the Rundown. Joshua Adam William Arthur, not with the talented, sexy, dangerous Devin Neer. And just like CM Punk, he's home. It's Devin Seal. Wait, are people... Okay, you have to give me like a, a quick three-minute wrestling catch-up because I thought people were out on CM Punk. AW fans are out on CM Punk. Okay. And there, because there was like some shenanigans and some backstage. There was a press. Stuff. There was a press conference. More or less, he called the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega empty-headed fucks that couldn't manage okay. a target. Is that they, a wrestling manage? Is managing a target a wrestling lingo? No, he literally okay. thought they were stupid enough that they couldn't manage a target. Okay, gotcha. Uh, they got in a fight backstage. He was injured, but he also got suspended. Came back to AEW. Yep. In uh, mid spring, early summer this year, and then um, Jack Perry, yes, Jack Perry, who is Luke Perry's son, um, made a comment. Oh no, really? Yep, that's cool. Yeah, uh, made a comment on on a show that Punk didn't like. I'm not going to get into it because I just okay. don't need to explain. Anyways, he didn't like it. Punk confronted him. They got in a fight. Punk got fired. Uh, and okay. then. Uh, Survivor Series this year was in Chicago, which is where right. Punk is from. One thing led to another, and he made a surprise turn re- return on uh, WWE TV this Saturday after calling nine hours of basketball. I still mustered up to scream probably louder than anything I ever had. Like I literally went full fan on that for a bit and lost my mind. <laughs> So him him leaving was or him changing or him going back to the WWE is like was a big was a surprise. It's the biggest social media viewed event in the history of WWE. Has he even wrestled that much in the last like five years? Like, I feel like he hasn't. Well, he was gone because he he got fired yes. from WWE slash quit in two thousand and thirteen, and then he didn't go to AW till two thousand and twenty one. Yeah, I thought it like that wasn't part of it too. Like, uh, wasn't he hurt or wasn't there some kind of like medical thing too? He got hurt. Well, in WWE, he had a, a staff infection that led to him leaving. And he, yeah, that was a big one of the reasons he left WWE in the first place is because they didn't take care of it enough. And there was a whole lawsuit. And then they fired him in his wedding day, said that oh, they didn't wow. know it was wedding day. But of course, only one yeah. person knew you... that it was his wedding day that was Hunter. And that's, yeah um but now he's back it seems like every all the bridges are uh kind of built back up and yeah. uh we'll see what comes it he had a promo last night a lot of people didn't like it because he's obviously known for being more vicious on his promos and making headlines and everything like that but he was pretty tame with the whole thing and i think people thought he would attack aw and he decided to take the high road and not do it oh okay i respect that yeah, and it, WWE, you don't really see shots at AEW as much because all respect to AEW, I do like AEW. People listen to your wrestling podcast. No, I do. But WWE, I think they look at yourself as you're the bar. Why would you talk about something that's underneath you? 
yeah okay i was gonna say that's that's like my first reasonable assumption and again i don't mean that as a shot as a at aw for our earlist because i do quite like aw um people that know that when we have our, our pod devin getting all into the U wrestling podcast world here for a second now love it um that you know we have senator and i who are more wwe fans and you got joel and morton who are more on the aw side you got okay. brett who i think is kind of like me and senator who is like a nice bridge between the two of them and just just happy to be there and then you got adam who who fucking knows which is the case for adam <laughs> for every media that we have and that's why we love adam that's true sometimes he says things that you just don't understand how people can have that have that take but there he goes and surprises us again never get it but you know it is it's there so no it, i mean i i would say like that was one of the that's one of those moments when punk came back to wwe this weekend and I didn't know because uh, I was working, so I saw it afterwards. But it's it's one of those moments. There's been like a handful of times that I can remember going on Twitter, X, whatever, Instagram, and it's just dominated by that story. Mm, yeah. One I was saw very that. unfortunate, which was Kobe. Like my, okay. my stream, which oh. is all Kobe. It was just all Kobe. Punk was my entire timeline of just people right. like Bill Simmons, uh, Jeff Merrick, Elliot Friedman. <laughs> Elliot Friedman? Like, no way. I know there's a big deal when Elliot Friedman is like, see your Punk's back. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. It was even on my timeline, too. I mean, I follow enough sports things, but uh, yeah. I wasn't. ESPN. Oh, okay. Yeah, everybody covered it. I just wanted to know where, where people stood by him because I know he's had a rough I mean, I think, few you know, years, within... few months. Like, his peak as a wrestler has to be over, is it not? He's still a talented in-ring guy. He just had a really good match in Wembley with Samoa Joe before like the day that he got fired. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so he's still a talented guy. I just think, I mean, it's also a side of having the camps between him and the elite. And uh, you know, and far as the, you know, the YWP side of things, like Adam, myself, and Senator aren't really big elite guys. I don't like the Young Bucks. Senators and the Young Bucks. Adam doesn't like the Young Bucks. I like Kenny Omega. I think Senators too, and I think Adam's lukewarm on Kenny Omega. Right. Um, but we don't really like the Bucks, and obviously Joel and Morton love the Bucks and love Kenny. Obviously. Uh, so I think there is a, a, a drift apart too. If you're a big fan of them, that sure. you kind of took sides on the whole thing. And I've never been a big Young Buck fan. You can go back and listen to when we were one fall. And now your wrestling podcast. And I've never been a Young Buck fan per se. Uh, and people that have listened to know that like the wrestlers that I've been the most passionate over the 10 years have been CM Punk and Sasha Banks. So to see mm -hmm. one of them now back in WWE, uh, hopefully the other one follows. We'll see. Uh, it was uh, it was a really cool moment. Ultimately, is competition with, with wrestling promotions a good thing for yes. a fan? Yeah, it is. Like, like uh, you just you mentioned how, like you mentioned how people want to take uh, take sides in some of these stands and things like yeah, that. That leads for good conversation, right? Though, it's good conversation when you're, you know, when you can be respectful for it. Like Joel and oh, I have sure. often, and Senator and I have often talked. Like, like Senator and I, for example, are we would probably lean more WWE, but we enjoy both companies, right? We just enjoy good wrestling, right? Yeah. yeah. So, but there is, you know, there you go on X. Reddit, there's just people that are like firmly planted. I'm Team WWE. This is why AW sucks. 
I'm firmly AEW. This is like WWE sucks. And no matter what they do, it doesn't mm. matter. And I, I, I don't understand that side because ultimately we have the fan win now. Uh, and the performers win as well now, right? Like Will Ospreay, who I think you've seen a few matches of, mm-hmm. uh, just recently signed with AEW. And I'm like, this is his first time signing with the North American promotion because he was regularly signed with New Japan Pro Wrestling. And now this is just fantastic for him. He gets to go to North America, gets to showcase. Maybe he makes a jump to WWE in a bit, but that's okay. And, and the guys and the girls and these and thems and everybody, whoever you define yourself as, um, have an opportunity to go to these different uh entities and one time they can they can have the wrestlemania moment in one place or they can go to aw where they can feel like they get more in-ring time for example it's it's the best time for everybody that's a performer and it's for the fans too because you get to see different styles too right if you sometimes like the more sports entertainment based product there's wwe for you if you really like more in-ring based product there's aw for you but like Sometimes I don't want to see a match. I just kind of want to watch a good promo and a good storyline built up. And that's what WWE is. Sometimes you just want to see a good match. And that's what AEW can do. We just probably had all like a majority of the matches of the year take place in AEW or New Japan because the in-green quality is just better there. Well, they don't have the history and kind of like, I guess the WWE is so, has been so commanding for so long. They get to really create some really intricate narratives that go on for long times and like have different kind of connections of historical members. And yeah, that's what kind of, I mean, when you, when you're a fan of the WWE from my outsider opinion, you're kind of a fan of like, you're a fan of keeping up with the drama. You're a fan of keeping up with the headlines. You're a fan of keeping up with the friendships and the alliances. And like, that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's the entertainment of it really. Yeah. It was interesting. And, um, Fellow FTN colleague, uh, Shauna Pressland, who is going to be now a main staple on the 7K uh, pod, which just keeps on growing every week <laughs> for correspondence we have for 7K. Um, but, you know, we had, uh, you know, we had some of us over to watch football and we had uh, Survivor Series in the corner. And she was just, she just had had so many interesting questions to ask about stuff because, you know, Senator and I were talking about it a lot of the time. And Nick, who has been out of wrestling, he's back. Because he loves CM Punk. He's he's back. Nick's like, I will come over for whatever show you have. I'm back. I like CM Punk. It's like, I'm back. I'm in. Fuck yeah. That's awesome. So that was the interesting too. Like I haven't seen the Monday Night Raw number yet. But just like the people and even Sean was like, I don't know who the fuck this CM Punk guy is, but holy shit, he was on my timeline. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that that's kind of the the cool thing too, of like you can just kind of see. You know, when it gets hot, it gets hot and it, and it blows. And I, I think this year for WrestleMania, you you have a good chance if the rumors are true that you're going to get Bad Bunny versus Logan Paul, which will which apparently generate... be, would be pretty good, though, wouldn't it? Like, yeah, because they're both good wrestlers somehow. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, well, I, I, I mean, the best moment I've seen this year still, CM Punk's return was great. I still think the craziest moment was when Bad Bunny came out in Costa Rica. Right. Like that shit, like, I don't know if I've ever sent it to you. I'll have to send it to you after. Like, it is. I think I've, same thing. I saw it a lot when it happened on my timeline. It's wild. So, you know, it's, it, it, we had a little bit of that for AW a week ago. There was this uh, death match with uh, Hangman Page and uh, Swerve Strickland. Okay. And that match was banana. Like, it was absolutely crazy. Right. Uh, just like some of this, like, I'm not going to get into some of the stuff is actually pretty gross, but that's like one of the things you watch with your non-wrestling friends and they'll be like, this is fucking stupid, but they can't take their eyes off of it because it's so wild. 
Yeah, well, sport. I mean, I guess you know to go back to it, it's sports entertainment. Like, yeah. there's no two ways about it. Yeah, and I mean, I think it shows with the punk thing that happened this week. You know, and for the first time ever, uh, we will be doing a live Your Wrestling podcast tomorrow. We're debuting on Twitch tomorrow for the first time ever. We've done stuff on YouTube, but we've never been on Twitch. Okay. So we just the swell of everything right now. We'll have our first live show on uh twitch and youtube tomorrow and i think it says something here because we've only brought you know i think we've only crossed over wrestling onto the rundown three times before handful handful for sure and i think all that's about to do with punk you know what it seems like um not everything in this world has been made better by social media but it really seems like wrestling has because so much of it, the showmanship and the attitudes and the personalities would seem to benefit from you're so right having now. well ha- having curated stuff. And then so people see it all the time. Like I don't follow really any wrestling things, but I see you're right when like Bad Bunny comes out, Logan Paul comes out, uh when Kenny Omega does something cool, like I people send it to me because like and even people that aren't wrestling fans but can appreciate just the spectacle of like sports entertainment like you know what a lot of the people who are professional athletes now grew up at like grew up in the stone cold rock era and it's like that's is that not a better the best time in the whole world to grow up to being a wrestling fan maybe then other than like right now i say right now is up there but yeah you're you're not wrong so it's it's pretty wild yeah, like what a what an amazing feeling that your sport or your whatever your sport entertainment product or whatever is peaking, uh, like right now. That's such a well, like the like you know basketball is really coming up. I don't know if it's peaked yet. Uh, soccer, I think it, I think maybe soccer has had several ups and downs, but I think it's a, MLS with Messi. I thought was the peak this year, and I mean and the exactly documentary seems like, but I never I haven't seen the back of Duck, but the Messi stuff. I felt like there was a global thing with Messi every weekend. If you're part of the wrestling side, like the WWE, so smart with everything they did on on Saturday because you know for people like me that are inside and kind of know that going on with, they knew that Seth Rollins and has said shitty things about Punk. It doesn't seem to like Punk over the last few years, so they got all the they had Seth throw these temper tantrum outside the ring and they made it look real. Right. So everyone's like, he really doesn't fucking like him. You know how many messages I got from fan cameras? Like WB never shot anything of Seth Rollins. Just being mad and and fing- and giving the finger to punk and saying, fuck you, get out of my company. Right. Everyone thought it was and it, you know, they they still haven't said it's not. But everyone was like, this guy's actually pissed. This guy's here. Like people are pissed because it was fan, it was fan video. WB still has not talked about it. And ESPN covered it, Bleacher Report covered it, CBS covered it. And so many people were like, okay, I know like you watch this shit. This shit's real, right? I'm like, no, it's not. More than likely it's not, but that's good that you're getting your attention because that's the WrestleMania program. And now mm-hmm. they've already got you right where they want because you're like, look, I don't give a fuck about this shit, but I kind of want to see that now because like, what the fuck? That's a great point. Absolutely. And that's what you can, like you said, social media can be up and down at times. But I mean, and like you mentioned with basketball, sometimes you get moments like I'm trying, Jennifer. <laughs> well, could you imagine? Could you imagine like Hulk Hogan having social media? 
in the 70s and 80s like what that would have done for i know he's one of the most famous you know most famous entertainers of this era 2010s and he took it he, he did videos of him taking a shit well of course i mean that's like that got to be a different point but if he had if he had come up throughout the different regional networks and stuff and then had a big social media following right if he was one of the well, first he underground had a huge one he would have like he one. i know he's already one of the most famous people most famous athletes in the world at the time but uh that to me that just would have been like a whole other level for absolutely so it, it's just like it, even people like john cena like the the crossover component i think that would you know the crossover component would have happened anyways mm-hmm. like you know we saw people like mr t i know he's not a wrestler but oh, um he was you know deal, that though Exactly, you know, but he was a big deal. Like in Rocky, he made a lot of promos for. for that first Mania like that, has but... Liberace and Muhammad Ali, and like it. There's always going to be that crossover appeal. I, I would say, now for this WrestleMania this year, I Philly's a great city. I don't want to bash Philly, but I do think <laughs> but... <laughs> I do still wonder. I, I said it when it was announced, like this should have been in Vegas. This would have right. been the exclamation point on one of the best years in Vegas, right? Of Starting with this F1 that, you know, I don't know a lot about F1. It just seems like Max is just unbelievable. It's the, and just it's on the another car. Level. It's the car. Like, yeah, uh, that's what I've, that's what I've heard. Uh, that was the first F1 race I've ever watched too. And, but it was just the visual of everything was cool. You have the NBA in season tournament coming uh, there. Obviously right. there's probably a few boxing fights that I'm not aware of that are coming there, but then, um, you know, Super Bowl is going to be there. UFC is going to be there and then if you had mania there that would be a hell of a run in vegas and philly is and great this- but i also don't know if philly is a destination for casual people to go to outside of just going to wrestlemania i i always and it's same with super bowls now like i firmly believe you should only be going to la vegas new orleans florida maybe right. new york because it's new york yes but, yeah uh i firmly believe that really for WrestleMania is it kind of should be the same way. Maybe if you do an international one, like in the UK or something or Australia, um, but they, they are going to Australia next year. Um, well, now, I mean, now, you, now you're kind of, you're, you're talking to like to every business, you're talking like business 101 here, right? Getting your product yes. in front of like, when you talk about world cities that have populations over four or 5 million, then yeah, you can take, you can take whatever product you want to, london tokyo wherever like a, a a super bowl in tokyo would be bananas a super bowl that's radiation. a that's a market i don't think the nfl has touched yet that if they can make tokyo work man just i mean there's there's like 38 million people there 40 million people there you're telling me you can't you know can't fill out a hundred thousand with all the travelers too i mean but you could say the same thing for rio for rome for literally well, anywhere. wwe has tried to start starting to do this next year for wwe so we had the uh the puerto rico one right this year i said costa rica my apologies puerto rico um the puerto rico won this year next year we have uh, a ple in australia we have one in germany and we have yeah. one in france like that is really rad that you're going to try these different international markets that have been starving for this and you know with WWE being uh and together now with ufc to have tko you've already kind of seen the ufc start to do this stuff i do wonder you know, you've seen the NBA temper with stuff in England and obviously the NFL is temper with stuff in England. But I would say too, like a lot of these, um, you know, esports have already been way ahead of all that for the international side of things, which is I think a big part of the why it's growing as well. 
who esports has, has had esports have had some weird up and downs but when you make your sport that's traditionally been dominated by a single country accessible everywhere it's only going to get better like when you look at all the different fighters from ufc the last 10 years how they're not just americans or the random french canadian dude yep george yep. st pierre who should be on like the 10 dollar bill in some people's <laughs> opinions um also a marvel mcu actor uh but when you open up to like the potential of athletes from Africa, when you, t- when you open it up to the potential athletes in Brazil and South America, like the sport just gets, and then, you know, Connor from, from Ireland, like it just gets bananas. Like, could you imagine, uh, I know we've had a, a multitude of international wrestlers. Uh, you could probably tell me a lot of their names. I know Andre the giant was from France, Yeah, <laughs> but the big one right now uh, is Gunter. Gunter's the big one right now. I was going to say, wait, wait until like, and Germany has like, yeah, wait until Germany has like its first like, you know, undisputed intercontinental champion of like, he's won, you know, 10 matches in a row and he's about well, to that's, beat that, like that would, So that would be Gunter. Gunter is the longest running intercontinental champion. He's from Austria. Super cool. And then, you, yeah. so then you're going to have like, I mean, eventually what theoretically could happen with a lot of long-term planning are like regional tournaments, right? Like there's not, yeah. there's nothing really stopping WWE from, having a German component and then taking yeah, I mean, this is all stuff that Hunter wants to do. This is some of the Hunter wants yeah. to have an NXT Japan and NXT UK. Well, yeah, kind of absolutely. He wants to kind of spread it up. So then you get these people in the, in their individual markets, they grow, they get to showcase under the WWE brand. And then you yes. call them up to a Monday night raw or SmackDown, but then they're yes. already popular in their brand and get to grow them. And the other thing they're doing too, is they're signing people to NIL deals letting them finish off their collegiate whatever responsibilities. And then go to WWE, the Culver twins, for example, uh, from the U, I, I, the one Culver twin went somewhere else. I can't remember right now. Um, but the Culver twin signed NIL deals with WWE when they were still at the U last year. Oh, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. What a great idea. Like just to be able to, and then like when you have homegrown products too, like we do with some of our individual sport athletes, you know, like the Roger Federer's or the Nadal's for their countries that fandom is just like a whole other level. And it's such a great marketing opportunity for international athletes. Like you, you mentioned like Max, you mentioned Max Verstappen, Lewis Hamilton, mm-hmm. Chico Perez, like these F1 guys, because there's only 20 of them or 22 of them in the world. Like they are just global icons. Like same yeah, with tennis dogs, right? Like it's, I know them. it's such a weird thing to think of like tennis. Cause like, as like this, I know it's a very storied sport. Um, but like think of like McEnroe, Agassi, Bjorn Borg, uh, Pete Sampras, Roger Federer. Like I can name probably fifty tennis, you know, tennis players, and I've only watched a handful of matches in my whole life. And I played Mario tennis a lot when I was a kid. <laughs> Same thing with F one. Like these these wrestlers have the opportunity to become like individual sport icons, and then like just kind of like boxing is. It's going to be crazy. I think you know that's where we at we're at right now too. I think. At this point, between AEW and WWE, I think there's athletes that have a chance to really break through the mainstream more than we've seen in a while. Like, there's always be one and two, but, you know, in WWE, obviously, everyone knows who Roman is. He's the mm-hmm. big, you know, their big guy. Now, obviously, people know who Punk is. Seth Rollins is there. I think Gunter has an opportunity there. There's, a, you know, a lot of talented people in NXT, uh, like a Tiffany Stratton, who I think will be a mega star for them. Uh, Becky Lynch has obviously crossed over. Um, Sasha Banks, Mercedes Monet, whatever you want to call her. She's obviously crossed over. Charlotte Flair is Ric Flair's daughter. 
she's crossed over. Probably the most women we've had since Trish and Lee did together in China that we've had with a crossover. And and I'm probably missing a few that I could, you know, even, even a guy like Randy Orton, I don't think maybe Randy never hit it's Hollywood as much, but you know, people, if they watch a show, like they know who Randy Orton is now. I think the RKO meme helped a lot with that as well for Randy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you look at the AW side of things, I do think Will Ospreay has that opportunity because he's just, him and Kenny are just so athletic and fun to watch. People know who Brian is. And then MJF, uh, he'll be in this Iron Claw movie. Um, I think that'll start helping. People have kind of seen, you know, MJF stuff and some of his promos and whatnot, but after Ryan Claw, I think that's going to help him out, and we'll see how big um, that movie gets as far as the reception from everything. If he maybe gets like a little bit of late Oscar buzz, or if he has a good performance in it, that'll be interesting. I was going to say, what's what are you hearing about this Iron Claw movie? Only what I've heard from Adam, which uh, I mean, so far the reviews are pretty good on it. So the uh, the actors look incredible. Yeah, I mean, Chavo Guerrero, who is the uh, late Eddie Guerrero's uh, nephew. Okay. Uh, trained everybody. He's kind of taken on the uh, Hollywood uh, wrestling stunt coordinator and trainer. Oh, cool. Uh, but he trained Zach Efron and our guy from The Bear. And he did say, like, hey, if if needed, they could actually do a match now. Like, they could do a match. Right. So... They and they apparently the people from Ironclad did reach out to WWE. They apparently couldn't make anything work out at this time. Oh um, man, yeah. So I mean, the fact that MJF's in it, maybe AEW makes something work out with that. Interesting. You'd think yeah. like uh, you think that'd just be like a given, right? To have a couple of those. I mean, I know I know there's a lot of liability at stake there, but. Uh... Mm-hmm. To especially to promote the film, like you think that'd just be such an automatic. Yeah, you would think so. Yeah, it's uh, that's one of those events that you know cross over, and I, I think we're seeing you know sport and entertainment at times. You see those worlds kind of blend within in each other at times a little bit. Uh, you know, I think you've always seen it, but I feel like I've seen a lot. I mean, and I was thinking about it too, Dad. Like we're going to come to our, we're still going to do for those that we will still do the most anticipated of twenty twenty four. Because there is still a handful of stuff, right? And filming's back for mostly everything at this point, right? No doubt, yeah. Um, so you know, maybe you know, there might be a few more misses than not. I've been like, yeah, yeah, it didn't come out, and I thought it would. But for the most part, we'll still do the the, the best of twenty twenty four. But nope, there might be you know some athletic components more in it than than not coming up here. You know, we got Euro Cup next year. And like I said, now there is a big WrestleMania. UFC 300 is next year. Dang, uh, and I mean, wonder who they're, they're uh, going to get for that. A lot. I mean, and, and you know, I think a UFC 300 is going to kind of be like a Mania 40 this year. Of that will be the casuals being like, okay, it's UFC 300. I have to watch it. Yeah, exactly. That's a. Like, that's I haven't a watched great... UFC in two, three years. Like in a serious. Oh yeah, yeah. It's serious, not longer like, level. Yeah, but I mean, let's say they get the rumored Zuckerberg and Musk match. Right? <laughs> that, right. How much do you think that pay per view would do? Is it is that the main card? Well, I would assume they get Connor back on that one as well because McGregor hasn't fought for a while. There's been some Ronda Rousey talk, but I don't want to see her fight anymore. Um, that's a really good question. Like, what? Because uh... I think that's even something like 
people like our parents, for example, like, uh, you know, I don't believe in that stuff, but I'm very interested. Yeah, they would like poke, you know, like, let's say they were staying over at my place, they'd like poke their head down and be like, what are you watching? I'd be like, oh, like the Elon Musk fight. Oh, that sounds like a great idea. Like, yeah, I'm gonna, let me make some popcorn. Like, they would totally the, do that. for sure. That would, I don't think it would, I would think it would, I don't know what the pay-per-view record is, but you're talking, I would say like 30, I don't think it would break buys. Uh, I don't know if it would break a record. I don't, I don't, I don't want to go that far because like, we're also talking like, you know, Muhammad Ali type fights back in the day when there was nothing oh, else. Those to have watch. already all been beat. Those have already been beat. I know, but like, well, I guess maybe what was, what do you think that the biggest one is? Was it uh Pacquiao McGregor? Yeah. Uh, it, it was a, it was a boxing one. It wasn't a UFC. Uh, WWE it? event is on there. I think WrestleMania 17 is one of them. Okay. Um, but there is a boxing event. I mean, I think this last Fury fight did really, really good. Oh, with the uh, the or not the, the UFC Francis guy, Ngannia. yeah, with Francis Ngannou. Um, that did really, really well. And he's now ranked tenth in uh, boxing now already. <laughs> yeah, he's not even a boxer. And he's like a no, top ten it's crazy. boxer. Like we were talking to Senator about it, and he was just kind of talking about like, and then he's in uh, like the Saudi fight league now as well. So. To change gears just really slightly, have you heard of uh, of the Saudi Baseball League? No. So you know how they have like they had live golf. Well, they have like a this weird like offshoot baseball league where they just they drafted. They actually had a draft and they had team captains and drafted like a bunch of old timers. Like Pablo Sandoval just hit a six run home run yesterday or the other yes. day. Because yeah, he's an can watch this. They face the Savannah Bananas. I wish, um, but they have like they have like all these weird rules, and then it's like oh like the money ball is in is in play for this inning, and then so Pablo Sandoval hit a free run home run, and it was like the, of course like the yards are shorter, and it's like a bunch of guys in there for like Robinson Cano was like the first overall pick, so nice. It's just it's like hilarious. Like, sh- is it short lived? I mean, I got no idea, but it's funny to me at least. Saudi is. Uh... Definitely taking over the sports world. That is for sure. Yeah, you know what? There's a lot of like ethical conversations. Oh, yeah. The WWE Hall of Fame is going to be in Saudi Arabia. And I'm like, well, sucks I can't ever go to it. Yeah, right. It's like there's a lot of things that I don't necessarily want to talk about um, regarding my stance on those kinds of things. So, yeah, I agree. Let's move on. Um, so yeah, a little nice little sports corner right there. Uh, let's talk about some Hollywood stuff. Um, I guess we'll talk about the MCU news from this week because there's always some MCU news. But let's let's talk about Disney quick here. Okay. So this will be the first time since 2014 that Disney will not have a billion dollar movie. Uh, the animated movie Wish has not done great. Um, Bob Iger came out today. Now he's like it's about qua- uh, quality, not quantity, going forward. Um, wow is, really yeah shocker huh, uh, huh. i think you know we've talked about chapek that was not his he's like more more um but obviously mm-hmm. Iger has a, a change of direction with how he wants to handle things going forward and rightfully so um you know i think a lot of things hurt disney i i, I don't think any of the you know there there is now i don't even know how to say this correctly without just coming right out with it there is obviously like the Republican side of things that is just immediately against Disney now, you know, with, with everything that happened in Florida, Okay, there sure. was definitely a basis of people 
that were immediately against Disney and we're going to protest about against Disney because they're too woke. Right. And all that bullshit. So that, that side was just out in Disney and anything that happens with Disney slams. I mean, you see it on social all the time now. They're like, I used to like Disney before they got woke. I'm like, there's literally nothing woke in this entire movie, but it's Disney. Right. So they, yeah. They're just yeah, that yeah, company yeah. now. So that stance has been made by the Republicans and the Trumpers. So they just kind of did lose that entire basis there. Um, okay for whatever reason and it's you know but there is movies that are still like the little engine that could like i mentioned in last like elemental started off as a bomb and people like this is the worst pixar movie ever forgetting the good dinosaur existed uh and elemental is like have you seen it yet at all dev no i actually heard like decent things about it and the same thing with solid date like if you you and your partner if you're just uh, if she was like hey where do you want to watch one night and you're just like i heard elemental is just kind of cute like mm-hmm. it is a harmless solid good date night movie or like this movie when you just kind of you know don't want to get into something like hey what's this and what's this and what's this like right if you're gonna watch like an in-depth like drama or something like that just put on Turn Elemental, your brain off. and it's yeah. super fun like it's a super fun show but it didn't get to do the box office that it wanted to and obviously with the marvel movies i mean guardians was close uh the closest it was the best disney performing movie this year um, I talked about the Marvels last week. I think it's absolutely harmless, but we we kind of talked about the reasons for that, and I think it kind of goes to the ones I talked about in the past tense. And then Ant Man, don't know if there was a lot of excitement for it, and then I think the bad reviews also really hurt it a lot. Wish, um, I just didn't really see any promotion for Wish, to be honest. That's another one that the initial buzz about it was that it looked absolutely stunningly fantastic, but it just the story was a little lackluster. Just people like the it. songs the soundtrack came out and people like the songs aren't as good as like Moana or frozen i'm like yeah but what is <laughs> yeah made made by the guy who wrote hamilton like okay everyone like well, he's that, not just this gonna is write also every... kind of i'm gonna take a drive-by shooting on you so i apologize but this is kind of like disney after like having like hercules and tarzan and little mermaid and then it's like treasure planet which i know is a close is a movie you do like is treasure planet or even Emperor's New Groove, ah. right? It's kind of oh, okay. That it's that, so, <laughs> now you're now you're slandering but, me. <laughs> but it's kind of a point where people are like, oh, I don't care about the. They're not the same level of what the Disney Renaissance movies are. And now if we look back, there is a whole basis of people that love Emperor's New Groove, right? Oh yeah, it has been memed. It has like had a second life because the internet. Um, because it. Well, the other thing too you think about is just generations who grew up with a lot of these things, right? Um, the people who grew up with emperor's new group so my myself you probably had just aged out maybe yeah i mean Close. i think the only reason that lilo and stitch worked for me so much i think it was just before groove or after groove and I you believe. And, well, you, and you had like you and your two sisters that probably really resonated with it i didn't resonate with yeah. stitch with lilo yeah. and stitch i resonated with emperor's new groove and hercules um wow okay yep yeah, i mean he's, he's he is he is cool he is he's a cool character he just has a creepy voice um holy shit is he all over disney just the kind of when i was in disney you don't see any character in disney more than stitch really no that is the him and grogu two highest merchandise level things i saw there there's a jack working on like a now aren't they working on like a a live Live action action lilo yeah we have live action lilo and live action moana coming and frozen yeah Eh, eh. Anyways, what I was going to say was the people who grew up with Lilo, or not Lilo and Stitch, but um, Groove. Emperor's New Groove, myself was probably like the later end of that where it still clicked, or, or all people yeah. younger, much more technologically, you know, much more glued to their phones than we are. 
So it makes sense that they, uh, they, they, they that's like kind of like they're one of their languages that they're going to speak of, right? It's the references, like how we make Simpsons references with like, with our group chats, it's going to be yeah. like, you know, it's going to be different Disney uh, references for them. Um, but Treasure Planet, I mean, I think I saw it once or like maybe one, I know definitely once, maybe once or twice. Uh, there that was Atlantis generally... in that run. Atlantis was in that run. Home Atlantis range. was decent. Atlantis was decent. Oh, Never Chicken Little, it. I think. Chicken uh, Little. Meet, meet the Robinsons, Bolt, that John Travolta or meet something. Meet the like Robinsons that. were in that. Uh, did you see the Disney? They did like the 100 Years of Animation and they had Meet the Robinson. And I'm like, that is a pull. <laughs> Well, they they had they really like struggled until like the Princess and the Frog came out, right? Yeah, which is really and that's getting live action. The Princess and the Frog is awesome. That's and a I've, really I've good film. heard that a lot, but that's my niece is obsessed with that right now. She loves Princess Tian, Tian, uh, Tatiana Tiana. I don't know which one it is. I think it's Tiana. Um, mm. That's her favorite Disney princess right now. Her or Ariel. But hey, man, she's black, so can't have that, right? <laughs> no, like that's just woke that's woke but um, i do think that did hurt disney a little bit because of the you know it's got kind of started with Lightyear last year because you know you had the whole controversy oh goodness. Oh, of yeah. that and the theaters that had the posting of like there's a same-sex kiss in this movie we're sorry if it offends you it's at the 30 minute mark watch out i know yeah i love how they added like the timestamp for people to like go take their kids out or like cover eyes and it was like literally like, it was like the it was like a one second kiss with like two no name characters, wasn't it? Yeah. It's like it, it was, was like a side a, character. Yeah. It was it like matter. Buzz's That's... Buzz's friend or like the girl. <laughs> it was a girl that played Crazy Eyes uh in uh Orange New Black. She voiced the character. Okay. It's it is a literally a miss if you blink it situation too. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Also, who gives a shit? I mean, hey man, there's all the straight people out there don't go around telling everyone they're straight. So why is it important for gay people to do that? It's like, okay. Yeah. Um, anyways, we're talking about Disney. Uh, Disney being woke, I is there a tangible effect to the <laughs> the culture war stuff? I also would like yes, to say, there too, is I don't a... think it's about being woke. It's about being recent with the culture. Of <clears throat> acceptance of where we are right now. That's what Disney is doing of, hey, this is the more modern way of living right now. So we should appropriate it into our film. That's well, all I'm going to say on that. Hey, man, I, if you want to criticize me for including people, yeah, like people who are LGBTQ and whatever, that's fine. Be mad at me for including people. Oh, um, how dare you? How dare you? Be, <laughs> how dare you let everybody? That, no, my point. My point was, um, did did the whole uh, Florida stuff really? affect disney that that's what i I can't you're not letting me finish you're not okay is it is it is it affecting them at a tangible level that can be measured yes there is a certain mathematical number is that number more or less than like three percent i could not tell you okay i can't tell you at all but if it's three percent or two percent or one percent or in the case of a lot of people who are going to act tough on the internet while their kid is screaming to watch Bluey and they d- subscribe to Disney anyways, then doesn't matter. You're about to take me down a whole different rabbit hole. The Bluey rabbit hole? Dude, Bluey is the fucking best. I keep hearing that from a lot of people, how it's like the one kid show that they don't mind. So really quickly, I, I will go on two points there. 
the we watched this bluey episode uh last week with the kids and it was just like the good thing about bluey episodes is they're like 10 minutes too they're really quick i don't i i laughed so hard they're they're so well done and they're so smart uh and it was just like so it was uh, i i don't know if it was bluey or not but it was one of the kids and the dad and they go to the park and then the dad just like kind of sees another dad there like the one kid plays with the kid and the two dads are like that's your kid yep that's my kid that your kid yeah that's my kid and they're kind of like talking or whatever right and they're just like yeah you guys are going to be fringe like eh, you know like whatever like i don't know like, i don't really know this guy <laughs> yeah like, this is so relatable and then like <laughs> they come back and like they come back to the next park and they start talking a little bit more and whatnot it's like they're like like less awkward like yeah now your friends like well like i mean he's cool like he's a cool guy <laughs> and then they come back and then they're like go to the park and then he's not there and the kid isn't like that sad the friend isn't there he's like he's just playing he's like are you sad mr johnson i don't know but he's like no, yeah. he's like, no it's fine it's all good and then he shows up he's like hey, hey mate like uh, yeah i'm really glad you're here oh it's like very relatable type of situation that you could imagine you know like I, I I know I've had that playing with my nieces and nephews at a park and you know you see like another dad or, or uncle or whoever they may be whoever and, yeah and you're just like yeah, it's incredibly relatable well there's a bluey game that came out yeah and I was watching the review for it and uh they were talking about how some of the episodes even talk about like infertility and stuff like yeah. super deep and they make it like really relatable to the kids and stuff. And then it just like kind of hits the parents like another level, like good, you're like great. Good on you for, for making a show like that. I, I will admit, I, I was like, when I got home, I'm like, I'm going to watch some more blue episodes, but I think there's also something special for me about watching it with the kids as well. Cause it is like hundred percent. Yep. There is like I was talking to a coach about it. It was funny when we had people over here, the 7K uh, people over here for games this week. And, you know, the ones that of us that have like nieces and nephews or, you know, the ones that have kids and talked about Bluey, all of us like, Bluey's the fucking shit, man. And it, nice. it is cool, like being at this level now of knowing like what the kids want to watch and stuff like that. We're old. This is stuff that actually has a conversation with is uh i have noticed i've had co the conversations of mine i'm like i am showing my age because even though they're like i went to no frills and i got all this shit for 25 bucks let's fucking go that's how so i know you, i'm getting old uh, okay i was just gonna say are you like finally admitting it yeah i was like i'm excited about how much i spent on groceries that i got a good bargain i saw shrimp today i'm like shrimp is six bucks my oh. god i gotta get two of these yeah no kidding hey what a what an indulgence shrimp and then i saw it this is the most boring story for no one else that cares but i don't give a shit uh they had like because you get your pc optimum card so they had like some yeah. of those frozen things there at there they had like a frozen lasagna like a big ass like family of four frozen lasagna those yeah. things are like 13 bucks with your optimum card five dollars i'm like okay, oh that's a good deal a, we're getting and then they had like the like the general chow's chicken yeah. and like a beef stroganoff i'm like we 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 eat it tonight. Literally, this is a good yeah. ass deal. Keep the hits coming. If I keep buying dinners for five dollars, like man, I'm a hero. But yeah, as far as the Bluey goes, like there's Bluey's like the top notch shot. Spidey and Friends is cool. Young Jedi for me is fun. Um, because sure. there's no I'm sure there's real... so many Easter eggs in Young Jedi. That, like not yeah, just, like, I've little... watched a few, but like there's no canon I have to really worry about because it's yeah. not canon. Um, even if it was, 
who cares? And then there's Coco Melon, which is fucking torture. Hey, that is definitely a hundred percent run by the AIs. That's that's what that's torture, my it's, it's literally a torture changer. And so when someone was like, "What is Coco Melon?" I'm like, "Just Baby Shark on steroids." Yeah, could you imagine Baby Shark? But it just replaces the words with literally everything else since there the same was, beat all the time. Yeah, there was one I was watching with my niece. And she was obsessed with it. And I was like, she's like, I just want to watch this with you. I'm like, okay. Oh, that's cute. Like, this is how we drive our wheels, drive our wheels, drive our wheels. This is how we break the car, break the car. I'm like, kill me. Break the car? Yeah, I was like, well, this is how we put on our brakes or whatever, right? Oh, okay. I was like, was why like, do you want to break the car? Yeah. So all that to go back to kind of finish the conclusion of everything. Yeah, please. How, how, how do we down this on? rabbit hole? And I yes. drag myself back out of it. Okay. Um, I do believe, like you said, there is a percentage of that with Disney that has hurt that. But I also believe, too, there's a quality side of things. I mean, I'm no better talking about it when an Indiana Jones and a do good as well, for whatever reason. Uh, maybe I, I don't know what the crowd is for. And by the way, Indy is on Disney this Friday. So I will Heck finally. Have yes. Seen it. Well, that's so. exactly it. Like, it's so sad to think that um, one of the. 15 greatest franchises in hollywood history not even just recent history hollywood history we didn't even bother to like go to the theater to go see is plus a, and that's the other thing too people are like is plus a reason for this yes because you know like haunted mansion for example haunted mansion we talked about the bad marketing i i do believe that movie was a good movie for people that are fans of the ride i thought it was a good love letter for fans that are of the ride and much better than the eddie murphy one um, but it was marketed the week after Barbenheimer, yeah, and then the first week of the strike, so no one could promote it. And it the and the end of July for Haunted Mansion, just terrible yes, marketing. I, well, uh, yeah, the other thing too, I think, um, I think Elemental came out at least somewhere around Barbenheimer, and it just it got swallowed up. Yeah, yeah, it, it just got weeks. swallowed up. There was going to be no chance. Um, we talk a lot about like value and stuff like that. And also perception as average going movie fans. And it's interesting to hear like, of course companies have to have faith in their products and they're always going to market it as such, unless you're like Warner discovery where it just access things for fun. I, I'm yeah. swear at this point, it's just for fun. Um, and that's kind of, I think one of Disney's weakest suits in the last few years, which, which probably had a lot to do with Iger coming back and also one of I like also what Chapex uh, undoing as well was that every movie that Disney was going to release throughout a calendar year was of equal quality and of equal importance. Yeah. Of, that's so not true. Equal importance cannot be true. Even, even in the nineties, even when, even when Lion came King came out, they were still doing directed video movies. They're still mm -hmm. doing uh, you know, return of Jafar and stuff like that. So you can't tell me Jafar, that's a banger. You you can't tell me that every single movie was going to be marketed as the next, you know, Treasure Planet. And yeah, they've had some misses in the past. And every company has misses. I mean, if you show me a company that has hits 100% of the time and I'll show you a studio that doesn't make that that makes crap in reality. Yeah. Uh, a movie like I don't know. Like, and that's, that's the weird thing about streaming now is now you're setting the standard for a couple movies that should not really be in theaters, but we're also conditioned to only go to theaters for big movies now. Unfortunately. Yeah. 
but then Disney needs to make a lot of money, but we're also only going to go for the end games now. Or in like my case, I'm looking up, uh, I'm looking up tickets to go to the boy and the heron. Um, you know why I don't really feel conditioned to go for movies that in my mind or your guys's history as a company have told me are streaming level movies to go to the theater for. And unfortunately, most Pixar movies or half the Pixar movies right now are kind of of that level. So there's essentially yeah, no there's essentially no way I'm going to a theater to go to a Pixar movie. And I've been to theaters for Pixar movies. I've seen Toy Story 3 in theaters. I saw Finding Monsters Inc. and Finding Nemo and stuff like that in theaters. Um, but I don't feel the need to see Seeing Red in theaters. I think it's a phenomenal story. I think it's really important to be told. Uh, I'm not taking anything away from the creative team that made it. It also came out at a really weird time in the pandemic, which we're not going to get into. Uh, but I also think that that movie may not have necessarily been theater material movie. It wasn't in the theaters though. No, but I, like it wouldn't, I know it wasn't, but it, I don't think it, yeah. it would have been anyways, right? Even if it wasn't the pandemic or wasn't in the pandemic. So yeah, I, don't I mean, think it maybe, but it, it's also a situation too of, you know, being around kids and watching kids and having to take care of kids now. They also, the theater was a bigger deal for us when we grew up, right? Because oh, that's it where was... we went to see movies. That was a treat. You know, you go to see oh, a movie. Yeah. At the, like, you know, it was yep. a big deal. But they don't understand that concept now, right? Because they just watch stuff at home, watch stuff on their tablets. So the the in, intrigue of that is not there for kids anymore either. So, and, and I right. think, you know, as a parent or as someone, you know, not a parent, but a, as an uncle, I have found too that the the mindset of watching something isn't to watch the whole thing half the time. We, we, you know, I took my one nephew to Mario and he had a good time in the theater and watched it, but there was times he's like, I want to go. Right. Cause he's, he's not used to just sitting and watching something that long. He's used to having the ability to watch a thing and be like, I can leave now. Or I like want to go, I'm watching Mulan. I want to go watch be a man again. Can I watch that song again? Or I'm watching frozen. I want to see, let it go again. So they don't understand the ability when you're in these theaters that the rules are different can't, you can't rewind crazy watch, I never thought of it. Watch, watch it again right so because there's time yeah. like, i want to see that song again i want to see that funny thing again and they don't understand when they go to the theater like we can't do that because they're so used to having that for that basis of stuff and i mean for me when i was a kid like lion king coming on video was monumental oh like, yeah it had been in the theater for like 10 months yeah and you were waiting for it to be on home video and it was a big deal to get lion king but for these well, kids, we've talked like, about, yeah, we've talked about the wait a long time. And I think yeah. streaming, streaming, I love the idea of streaming, but I also, I also kind of love the idea of if you miss it, you miss it for a while. Like mm-hmm. how long it would take, how long do you think it took movies to go on cable? A year? A while. I mean, it's not there. I mean, even something like Barbie or like, Oppen- no, I mean, like, I, I mean, like the- back in the day, I mean, like Deep Blue Sea, for example, a year. Well, I mean, even like a big movie. I remember when like Harry Potter was on cable for the first time. I'm like, this is oh, crazy. On, Harry on Potter's like ABC, on cable. Yeah, it was like ABC uh Saturday night, right? Yeah. It was a big yeah, deal. Yeah, I remember like, that. This is crazy. Harry Potter is on cable. Like I, I yeah. remember like, like this is wild. Yeah, and I wonder if that I mean you're absolutely you're you I, you you described it so well with like kids and not really knowing like the rules, or I guess the rules were different for the kids. Mm-hmm. Um 
I think that weight, like we're so used to, you know, as soon as it goes out in the theaters, like it's coming to Blu-ray and digital on Tuesday. And it's like, man, like I just like, I just saw ads for it for like six months Mm -hmm. is in theaters for like 45 days or two months or whatever it was. And now I had to get to see more ads about it on video. Like give it a break. Like it's almost like there's no room. And we talked about this last week in terms of like being surprised by things. We don't get to do that very often. That's something that I really try to preserve as much as possible. We don't really get a lot of word of mouth either. And I'm not saying that like uh, Rotten Tomatoes or Metacritic aren't important. But I take, when you tell me something's really good or like I'll really like it, that really means a lot to me. Like I really think long and hard about a lot of what you say. And I think I've watched probably 80 or 90% of them. And I think you're right at like over 90%, like far and above. But those like those conversations about like, man, like how many people do you think that you and I have convinced to watch John Wick even? Yeah, <laughs> like dozens? Yeah, 10, 10 people maybe? I don't know. Uh, and then they come back and they're like, holy crap, like that was just really good for what it was. And it's like, yeah, like there was no lies. Like we're not trying to like make it sound like it's the friggin' Schindler's List or anything. Like, no. I really miss the idea of like, oh, people saw this movie in a theater. Maybe it was like an arts movie. Maybe it was like an indie movie. Maybe it was like a cult movie. And it was like, oh man, did you see Donnie Darko in theaters? And it's like, no, what's that? Like when it comes on video, you need to find this movie and rent it. Like what's it about? Garden State I don't... was that for a bit, dude. Because I never yes, saw Garden like... State in theater. And people were like, you need to see, like, you see Garden State? I'm like, no. Sack yeah. Raff movie? Like, yeah, no, like this is so good. I'm like, remember then I saw it. I rented it on video. I'm like, okay, shit. I'm actually mad I didn't see this in the theater. Yeah, like that, and the, the fact that you remember a movie that makes you feel that exact way really stands out. But that doesn't uh, happen I, anymore. It doesn't really happen anymore. So it's like, I would totally watch, or I would have, I would have, I would have lined up uh, at at Walmart uh, or or wherever to get a Blu-ray, or if that was still a thing, if people had told me that Indiana Jones was that good, and I missed it because I was busy with life. Well, and even People for like, me, haven't you I seen wanted, it yet? Yeah, even for me, as much as I wanted to see India, I'm like, eh, like it's, life got in the way. I'm like, well, I guess I'll watch it on Plus. But like, and that's sad because we, I value Indiana Jones more than a movie that I would value on Plus. In you know, know. regularly, like Wish, for example. I know, I know, it was, I know it costs like over two hundred million dollars to make Wish, but I don't value it as that that kind of movie. But I would Maybe have Wish valued Indiana. Maybe and but I valued Indiana Jones as a franchise that yeah. highly that like holy crap like if you made me wait eight months or a year and then be like on Tuesday for three days only for free you get to watch Indiana Jones like I guess what I'm doing I'm gonna fit that in my schedule somehow one way or another oh yeah well so last two things here and those are all really good points too uh, I look I mean there is circumstances too where things bombed in the theater for whatever reason and then they became mega hits on plus in Kanto. and Kanto bombed in the theater for whatever reason and right. then Kanto came to plus during christmas time they just said fuck it let's just put it up during christmas time and it blew up and it became yeah. a big hit for them right um like we don't talk about bruno and all the sounds but i think a big part of that is lin-man miranda did the music again and for whatever reason, I think it was post-pandemic, it just come out, theaters were quieter for that point with Encanto. 
again, I don't think it was marketed well enough, but then it went into plus and it found its own right. Maybe wish will do the same thing. And it is sure. weird though. Like sometimes if you have a big enough fan base, things will work. I look at something and marketing, right? I, something like smile, which did a really, and Megan, which had really mm. good marketing campaigns. were able to make it work five night at Freddy's. I don't think had a good marketing campaign, but it had a very devoted fan base that was going to go to the theater for it, right? And it, it launched on Peacock the same day. They could have watched it on Peacock, but they wanted to go to the theater for it. So there's these weird metrics that are confusing about stuff, right? Like, and I look at a Five Night at Freddy's and be like, you could have just yeah. watched it at home, but they wanted to go to the theater to see that property. And with Encanto, again, too, like, became a big deal. You would have thought, oh, Encanto killed it in the theaters. It was terrible. It, it did nothing in the theaters. Not like it did right. in Disney+. Plus. So it, it there's these there's these other sides of things of what we're talking about is like, uh, you just kind of throw your hands up like, I, I don't know. It's weird. You know, every time we talk about these diatribes, like we, you know, like we're some sage business people that Disney just should hire and just listen to us. Yeah. And we can't predict it. Like we get it no, wrong. There's all, those we anomalies, get it wrong right? All there's the a five for every, for every Encanto, then you put a strange world on during Christmas, which did not do good over all the holidays. Was strange world. Chris Pratt, that Chris no. Pratt one. No. Oh, sorry. I just, I think of, when I think of anime movies now, I think of Chris Pratt. Yeah, and that movie's very forgettable. It was fine. Oh, wasn't there one? Okay, so Strange World was a movie with Jake Gyllenhaal. I'm yes. thinking of, isn't there one with like trolls or something like that? Oh, that's that the also- one with, that's the one with him and Holland. That was a Pixar movie. That yeah. happened just as the Wait. pandemic was going on i think it was like the last film in theaters uh before the pandemic uh took it like it made people stop going to the theaters that's uh yeah okay so that's one that like he has a van or something like that and he's some kind of like metal yeah julie louis dreyfus and it's fine it's fine i would say i would say elemental is better than that interesting okay yeah i liked elemental i mean if it was a good animation year i haven't seen you know you're you were talking about seeing the heron uh maybe soon here going oh heron. yeah yeah um you know it's a good animation year if you know that's obviously going to probably finish second for most people for animated maybe it passes across the spider-verse i don't i mean it has a very <sighs> chance to price across the spider-verse but uh that's a tough balance ahead and you had turtles and the elemental was great it was a good animation year and uh overall but just kind of put the like you i think you said it best there Devin. like you know, you say like, yeah, this is why it's not working, this and this and this. And we can give our reasons. But then I said like, there's anomalies like in Kanto or bigger Five Night at Freddy's this year, which is the best horror film this year. And it came out yeah. the same day on Peacock. So then it's like, well, maybe should Disney, because then there is the side of people like, you should put it on your streaming platform the same day. Because if you put a wish on the streaming platform the same day it's in theaters, then maybe the kids want to go see it in the big on a bigger screen then. And you convince them like, we saw a wish at home. Now we get to see it in a bigger theater. So that's, there's that side too. I, I don't know if that is the idea as much as the idea is the five night at Freddy's has a very devoted fan base to it. Like a different, that's way different. That is so, that is so different. That's, I think that's comparing apples to oranges, right? Yeah. Um, it, I cannot think of a movie or sorry. I can't think of a family who would be like, yeah, you watch this movie 10 times on streaming. And now you want to watch it in the theaters? Like, yes, that seems like that's, that's such a weird, no, hell, hell no. People aren't going, going to go do that. Like once it's already free, once you're already subscribed to it and you're also, you're paying for it one way, why would you pay for it another way? Like it's different if it's like, 
oh, the 77 cut of A New Hope's coming out, like, in for one night only. Yeah, I'm going to go see that. But I'm not going to go see Brave New World or Little Toaster in theaters. Yeah, well, I want to see Little Toaster. Uh, uh, well, so a bad example, maybe. But then you, I look at the movies that made a billion dollars. I mean, Mario Bros., you know, that's a global friend. You and I, I man. How many people this past before when we made the prediction for billions? Like you guys are idiots. No, that was obvious. That was so obvious. It's the most <laughs> obvious shit ever. And then I, I still believe it would have. Barbie just got a grand, kind of like the the Gentle Minions last year. That just hit a grand swell of the meme and curiosity for someone, and it just became the movie of the summer. You had a good song, really good marketing too. I will say Barbie really hit it out of the marketing. park with marketing. Really well, did. You, know, you know what the other thing too is it also really really resonates with at least half of the population yeah so that helps as well and then it helped that oppenheimer kind of got the you know I, I give um oppenheimer credit for staying in that spot remember there's like oppenheimer should move and it's like it did if it if it moved i don't think it would have done the box office would have done it is a awesome movie maybe it wins the oscar this year uh, i think being with barbie helped it <sighs> did did it, it certainly didn't hurt it, okay. Um, did it help it? That's a really interesting question. I think because the meme helped it, right? Because you did have people doing the double viewings of going to Barbie and then going off. I did it. I, and I did it for, oh, for sure. part of the FOMO of it to say I did it. And I'm sure there's um, a lot of people said, like, I wanted this. I wanted to do both to say I did both. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering how many people would not have seen one or the other when I think of those movies because... I wouldn't have seen Barbie in theaters if Oppenheimer wasn't with it. Sure, but even just the movies in general, like whether it be on streaming or whatever. like It yeah. it, it seems to me, and I'm, this is going to be a purely biased observation, it, it seems to me that Christopher Nolan is kind of like the entry point for people's introduction into cinema. And Chris sure. Nolan is kind of like for everybody. No yeah. one knows what it means. It looks really cool. It's always shot in IMAX cameras. It always has really famous actors. It always has Michael Caine in it. You're going to have... Ex- yeah, you're, well, he should have been He should have been in it somewhere. But um, different, different... We had a safety yeah, We got brother, Josh so Peck. <laughs> we had a lot of interesting... Uh, and the Hartnett Assance. It started this year. It gets bigger next year, baby. <laughs> How? What's, what's the end? I don't know. I just want hard. Oh, okay. I just want hard. I had stock in Hartnett. I was like, okay, I still got a little bit of juice left in this. Stock. But uh, like, I don't. I I have no idea if Oppenheimer would have been a nine hundred million dollar movie, but it still would have been highly successful because I think that that's the like Christopher Nolan just attracts a large audience because people feel smart. They feel dumb watching his movie, but they feel smart for appreciating it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Barbie was going to be I think Barbie really was a word of mouth movie as well um it was the movie that like at least for men or at least for me in particular was a lot of it like a lot of it was people saying no like it's way better than you can ever possibly think about it being and I can't explain why it's just made really well and you go and watch it and you know what it's absolutely true so um I don't think Oppenheimer was necessarily a word of mouth movie, but I think Christopher Nolan is kind of like, he's, he's a household director. Like a Tarantino um, or a Scorsese. It, well, exactly. Right. How many, how many people now go see Tarantino movies, even though 
he may not fit the kind of movies they like. Like I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure my partner and I have watched almost every one of them. Now I've seen them all multiple times. I think we're missing Kill Bill, but especially over the pandemic, we had watched a multitude of them because they all started coming to Netflix. Yeah. And it started, it, it honestly, it started off with uh, Hollywood, which is probably his quote unquote best movie. Possibly, yeah. I know Adam like, would say it, Jack, just for Adam to be here, I know I'll say Jackie Brown. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, of course. Um, we all have like our favorites, and Jackie Brown's phenomenal for a lot of reasons. Uh, but it was almost like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was such a great gate to open. Yeah. So that people could enjoy something like Pulp Fiction. If I had shown my girlfriend Pulp Fiction first and then Hollywood second, she'd think I think she would have been out on Hollywood. Yeah. For I don't, and I can't really explain why. I just think she would have. Um, Paul Thomas Anderson is kind of like that, but for like extreme movie people, Michael Mann's yeah. going to be kind is kind of like that. Um, well, we'll see because this Ferrari movie is getting a lot of mixed stuff. <laughs> Sometimes mixed up is good because then it makes you make up your own decision. But he's always like, had that. Like, you know, ever since Heat, he's been a very mixed bag. That's true. Either you love Miami Vice or you hate it. Yeah. And, you know, people, Black Hat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there's a few of them I just forget because also, like, there's a time I just didn't see them all all yeah. the time either. Um, but, you know, going back to it, like, Oppenheimer, I think, would have done well either way because Inception did well and Prestige did well and Tenant, even in the pandemic, did pretty well. Yeah. So I haven't seen it. Really? Oh, man. Like, you know what? I'm not going to be the person to necessarily advocate for going to buy yourself certain um, candies of a certain flavor or or, uh, certain potency. That it might... That movie might actually make sense under under certain influence of some beverages. All right. Uh, a few other news here. Uh, so two Marvel things. So Michael Waldron is going to be writing and I believe uh, directing um, the Kane. Oh, and he's just writing. He's just writing. Okay. He's just re- writing the Kane Dynasty. So Michael Walden wrote the first season of Loki. And he's also okay. a former Rick and Morty writer as well uh so we'll see how it goes but king dynasty moving forward rather we have its star attached to it we wait and see on that we will talk about it or maybe not depending on what happens when the time comes yeah so we're waiting that um we had the the first stills of the fallout uh amazon show i played fallout oh, yeah. for like 10 uh 10 hours 12, 12 hours so i don't know a lot of the lore i played a little bit and then i just never finished it for whatever reason it looks it looks great like the pictures look good yes yeah the pictures look good i can't be worse than halo (laughs) oh maybe it can't actually don't really know a lot about the fallout lore but that is a franchise that has been has been kicked in the nuts a few times and they're due for like a win here yeah halo 76 for example Fallout 76 yeah yeah um and then uh yeah other than that it's been you know pretty quiet there's a lot of stuff on right now and haven't been able to get to uh to everything i i still this rick and morty season is great aqua teen hunger force came back this week and i didn't miss are a you, beat two are you caught up like what's the yeah. deal with that show i don't really understand i don't really know the you history behind it. i don't think you need to know there's not really lore no i don't mean like the characters i mean like i remember a lot of commercials for it 
with its Hell Tune at Night section. Mm-hmm. Um, did it get canceled? Did it go off the air for a while? Has it been going on for 20 years? Like, what's the I deal? I think it was just a situation. I don't think it was canceled. They just stopped making it for a bit. Okay. That was, that was, and then they made some movies in between here and there. Uh, and it just wasn't see. part, it's kind of like with Robot Chicken, right? Like, Robot Chicken, when Seth and them want to come back and do it, they'll do it. And if they don't, they don't. And I think that was kind of like Awkward Team. Right. Okay. That's fair. I just, I was just curious about it because, like, I, I didn't hear about it for such a long time. And then I started hearing about it and I was like, wait a second, like that doesn't compute. That was one of the first shows when I could find, I could find out. Well, cause in Canada, we didn't have it for the longest time. Right. You had to get the DVDs. Yeah. It was like one of those DVD shows you're going to, cause even in, you know, we talked about where you can get clone high and stuff, but we never got Aqua Teen on TV out here. It was, you know, when some of us had like a legal satellite to watch American channels, that was like the first time I really got to see it live. But before that it was old DVDs or other means. Yeah, your friends, your friend, your you and your friends borrow the DVDs from each other or something, and you had to watch it all in a weekend and give it back. Yeah, I remember in Canada, like on the old torrent sites, used to have like international. Uh, it was downloaded the most, and it was always one of the most downloaded torrent shows because it wasn't in Canada. Interesting. Okay. The DVDs always did good too, and it, you know it didn't miss a beat. I was like, I definitely like man, this was definitely different to watch in my mid twenties, but you know now mm. that I'm in my thirties, like it's still funny and it's still comfort food, but I'm like. This is definitely, you could feel like the early days of this is what Adult Swim was about. Of was like, you wanted to create something? Go ahead. I mean, you look at the early sides of Adult Swim. It is Aqua Teen. It is Space Ghost. It is Venture Bros. Home movies. Oh, Venture movies Bros, yeah. And, and Family Guy. Yeah. That, Under, well, there's, some, there's, there's, there's Oblongs. There's Undergrads. Oblongs, there's, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, oh, like, Spawn, but this is one of their first. Or, this is like one of their originals, right? Venture, yes. Venture Bros. This and Space Ghost. I think they're like the three OG originals on there. Oh, Harvey Birdman, Attorney. Harvey Law. Birdman, thank you. Uh, the Tick was not an original, but the Tick they played a lot of. Yeah, well, it, it, like before, like it was like you kind of talked about with Harvey Birdman or with Space Ghost. So just taking, they had the Hanna Barbera rights to some stuff, so they just kind of used that Hanna Barbera animation and characters for other stuff. <laughs> yeah for sure so they just kind of then but then there was stuff like venture bros or aqua teen they're like we can just be weird let's just do it i've always wanted to get into venture bros um Me it's too. just like a it's just a matter of like the time involved i know i think something new about it's coming out soon or something like that i think so yeah i think uh seems you know you never know with uh adult swim they can you can just kind of take your time and just throw whatever out right it, it, it my favorite thing is watching random ads for shows on told swim I'm like that's a show that's something that someone's that some someone has a passionate following for you know what yeah that's that you adult swim kind of like exists in this weird niche where like in my opinion the brand should be way bigger yeah. Um, you'd almost think like not necessarily that it needs to be its own streaming site, but it definitely needs to be its own tile. And like they need to take advantage of YouTube and have clips and in, in different international markets. And like y- even like like I know there's like there's shows like Steven Universe and like Adventure Time and stuff like that that would fit so perfectly. I know that they like they kind of are already. Those are Cartoon Network ones, but that's the same yeah. company. Same company. That, that's what I mean. Like. You kind of think like, why doesn't like, who owns Cartoon Network right now? Turner. Paramount, Turner, Turner, 
like, Turner, and they own Adult Swim. Yeah, like why, why isn't the Adult Swim Cartoon Network like tile on any streaming service like a bigger deal? Like being able to get Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends, being able to get Jackie Chan Adventures, or friggin' I don't know, like I can't remember who owns what anymore. But yeah, I mean, uh, I think that's not with Max, is it? All the Turner stuff that yeah, it is with Max. So I don't know if they have that stuff on Max or not. I have to ask yeah, some of our American friends. Like, let us know if any of that stuff is on Max. That's Max the kind of stuff that, like, I would really, like, I would, especially during the writer's strike or just especially during, like, different seasons of our of our occupations, like, I would sit down and watch, uh, you know, Oblongs once, once that more. That was the one they're doing during, I, I, I watched, like, old Darkwing Ducks or, you know, Spider-Man at times. And that's one of the nice things about Disney Plus still exactly yeah it's weird that like uh, it's weird that like because in my opinion like cartoon network was like the pinnacle uh 1a or 1b of like animation in north america in the 2000s yes it was it was um, and it, it, it rehab family guy i think a, a remix of the viewership on that and the dvds brought family guy back to life yes and so it's one of those things where like i hold i hold the uh, the, the brand of cartoon network in a really really high regard yeah um so it's weird that whether it be the market forces or the parent companies do not hold that in high regard. It's like, man, like I would honestly, like, I know that you can actually do like, there's like a 24 hour live stream on the, on the adult swim website, but you can't get it in certain countries. Um, or else like, I'd kind of just have it on the background a lot. And I would just kind of go through a lot of those shows and like, maybe I, maybe I would have loved Steven universe. Maybe I would have loved the one with the bird and the raccoon. Like, I don't know. That's like the what's the one show on um, Disney with the with the triangle like brick dude with the one eye. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm forgetting what that show is called right now. Oh, I don't um, know, but like it's exactly the same thing. About. Like you, you see them like you see that sort of stuff all over the internet, all over these niche sites and message message boards and memes and gifts and stuff like that. And you're like, damn, like what am I missing? Same with Adventure Time. I never, I always kind of wanted to watch Adventure Time. I like Don DiMaggio as much as the next person. And, uh, you know, seemed like it had a passionate fan base, but never got into it. It was kind of like the big, it, it's, it, that exists in a really weird point in time where it wasn't, um, so it's not explicitly an adult oriented show. It's not like Oblongs or Clone High was. Yeah. Um, I can't say it's a kid's show either, but it wasn't as, like it was basically Gravity below. Falls, by the way. That's what I think Thank Gravity you. Falls is kind of like too, right? It's kind of in that, that it's like niche. owned, it's like it's like kind of a kid's show, but it's like almost exclusively watched by adults. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind that's kind of like adventure time where like it is such a ridiculous concept, but like it's there's really something cathartic and and very soothing about having like a, a Saturday morning esque cartoon for adults and that's kind of what it was like it didn't really like it built on some stuff over a period of time it had some relationship stuff but like it really was just kind of what it is yeah yeah like i I, i'd put on i'd put on an adventure time marathon in the background while i'm working away during during the day like that'd be awesome i'd be happy to do that yeah um so yeah i did watch aqua teen and then uh the last thing i wanted to talk about fargo John Hamm, man, I know he's a FTN Hall of Famer, and we this dude is just carrying like he's not carrying Fargo. Fargo, this is a 
this is like prime Fargo. This is like season one good vibes. Is it? Oh, good. good. Man, Fargo is good these first two episodes. Tried to tried to find some Calgary spots, and I was like, man, I couldn't figure it out. Like when we would, like with Last of Us, you're like, okay, I know exactly where that is. Or even oh, the first yeah. season of Fargo, yeah. you saw Martin Freeman behind the Splumbos. Um, this I haven't had. I think they're doing a lot of stuff up in like a Banff or kind of like a Brooks type of area. Oh, okay, um, yeah. But okay, like for number one, like I said, he literally put the morning show on his back and carried that damn thing. Mm. Um, and now, like the heat check that he has in Fargo right now, like I, I think you know, I you and I kind of talked about this after Madman was finished. We like we never were going to say like he will just be Don Draper. We kind of figured he's good enough that he won't just be Don Draper. But the work right. he's put in now in the last two years. From like being in one of the most generational changing movies, not changing, but defining, that's a better word, in Top Gun. And mm-hmm. he's always going to be remembered for his role in Top Gun now. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, how he was able to carry the morning show. And now he is doing a tremendous job here in Fargo. Like he is, and Juno Temple too, just a complete transformation for Juno Temple in this. Like credit to Juno Temple because she's been great. Like it's a completely than what she played in Ted Lasso. Right. It's almost like almost like he's just a good like John Hamm we were worried was going to be stuck as Don and typecast as Don. And yeah. even though even though I can't name all the characters that John Hamm has played since being Don Draper, I think he's been brave and bold enough to do so many other projects that don't rely on the Don Draper stereotype that I can confidently say, even though he's like my favorite Don Draper character, uh, I know that Don or, you know, John Hamm is just John Hamm now. Did you, have you seen the ad for his animated show that's coming in, uh, in January? No, I didn't even know there was one. Rimsburg. Which he created. I let me take a look at it. I'll get back to you. Maybe it's, it's in the, the zone. Di- uh, the uh, this this uh, what like the the expl- explanation of it is Marvin Flute. That's the name of the detective. So I'm already in with the name. Okay. Uh, who might be the world's greatest detective has one mystery to solve. He still can't crack his family. He will follow every lead. He's got to redeem himself with his ex-wife, who he never stopped loving. Uh, the cast in this, who's the second lead in this? You ask, Alan Tudyk. Well, in that case, uh, the goat, one of the goats of of animation for the last twenty years, Kevin uh, Michael Richardson. Yep. So, and uh, also Rachel Dratch, who is his uh, wife in it. Oh, cool. So I was like, okay, well, you got Tudyk, who Tudyk isn't an FTN Hall of Famer, but he's when we do it, like he's he's yeah, up there. he's first ballot. It's just like we kind of forgot about him a couple of times. His eligibility was up for debate. Now it's clear. He's he's solid. Um, he's I mean, some of the stuff I've seen from Wish, I'm like, oh yeah, Tudyk's amazing in this. When I go to the clips I've seen. Uh, the one thing I wanted to bring up to you uh, was, so I keep on getting these clips on um, my TikTok and my YouTube of the show that Matt Berry is in. And, we, and I'm trying to find it, but I can't find it anywhere. And I don't know if you've heard of it. It's not the IT crowd. <laughs> not the it crowd okay uh, just making it? sure what is it um is this the one okay it's garth 
um mcguire's dark palace there's only six episodes but it's got him and richard ioli richard ioli yeah Ioli, and it's six episodes and it's like but it's like a parody inside this guy's mind of like a terrible like 1980s soap opera right and it's one of their first things they've ever done like it on his imdb it's the second thing that matt barry's ever done uh darth Marenghi's dark place yes I'm trying to find this because I've seen a few clips and I'm like, this looks hilarious. I don't know much about it, but it really reminds me of like that. There's like a detective show with an equally weird name that's kind of like around that as like a British show. Uh, That's kind of what I get get confused with sometimes. But uh, oh, I didn't know about this one at all. So it's on film four. Oh, channel four. It's on channel four. Okay. Yeah. Matt Berry is also getting, you're starting to hear him VO a lot of stuff now. Well, he's in like Tylenol commercials and yeah, it's not shock. No, in New York City. Oh, so we just finished. Uh, we just finished Shadows. Yeah. If that's how it is, if that's how it goes forever, if that's if that's it, I'm very happy. I got news um, for you. It's not. I know, I know, but I'm yeah. saying like, if for whatever reason, like they, because I I think there was um. I read somewhere after the season to come up, but before it came out in Canada, they were doing like exit interviews or something. Like, well, I think there's obviously like the, uh, there's obviously the scene in the show with uh, Colin and, and Gizmo about an exit interview with him being turned into a human yeah. um, or him being killed. Sorry. But the things that I read were making it sound like they weren't sure if people were coming back or not. Yeah. They have one more season for sure. Okay, my partner will be very happy because this this last season, very very high quality season. Man, it's I love it. it it's such a good show. It's so dumb. Um, it's so dumb, but I love it. It's one of New those shows York too. City. In New York City, you must be <laughs> one of the most devious bastards. It's one of the things too, like when. <laughs> When you see the cast together too, they literally just love each other. Like I love watching oh, really? the cast interviews with them. I don't normally give a shit about that stuff for the show, but I do like watching Shadows cast interviews because they just love each other. Well, they just get to play like I know that they get to they do they talk they tackle a lot of like really interesting, you know, topics, but I think they just get to act so ridiculous. Yeah, and bringing that, Christian that Skull on fun. helps too. You bring Christian Skull on, who's awesome. Brought Doug Jones in, who like, if you want to oh. go on a fun IMDb deep, yes. look at Doug Jones. It is unbelievable. Probably the scariest episode of uh, Buffy of all time. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do it now because we're going to wrap things up here. But yeah, Doug Jones doesn't get his flowers enough. And go look at his IMDb. Doug Jones's IMDb is solid. Because he was, wasn't he also the, uh, the, anim- the, uh, what's the fish fucking movie again? Yeah. And he's the guy in Pan's Labyrinth too with the, uh, yes. with the eyes for the hands. Yeah. He's super, done a lot of cool. that kind of stuff. I know. Yeah. So other than that, yeah, there's, uh, go watch The Curse. I, I'm still trying to catch up on that. Um, Fargo's really good. I haven't watched Godzilla yet. Uh, but I've heard actually good things about this Godzilla show, uh, show so far. My YouTube algorithm is really suggesting it a lot to me, which I find interesting because I don't fall, I don't watch a lot of Godzilla content on YouTube, but yeah, they must think I'm gonna like it, so that's cool. The Japanese yeah. one apparently is freaking amazing, though. Nice, nice. And uh, I haven't gotten. This is my last question to you. 
Uh, I think next week we'll do B-Sides. We're going to have Nick on, but for those that got a little bit in deep, Nick is a, a big retail owner in this city, and uh, things have been chaotic for him for Black Friday and everything like that. So uh, we were going to do it this week, but Nick just has a a busy week right now with Christmas stuff and everything. So I, uh, I don't even think we're going to have a 7K this week, to be honest. So we're going to... You know, the closer we get to the actual time near Christmas too is is just as good as well. So it'll happen when it happens. I'm sure it will. Uh, maybe it will be him. Maybe it won't. Maybe it'll be Adam. Uh, Senator's coming on. Maybe it'll be. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna say maybe it'll be Senator. That'd be awesome. Yeah, he just dropped a really good mix. I put the link up on our FTN. It was really. He did this like 2000s R and B mix that was Ooh. really good. And he's, awesome. He, he kind of talked about the same thing. He's like. At, at, when he does DJ stuff now, how many people he can't put? He's like, it's we. He's like, you might request I get to put R. Kelly shit in there, and I'm like, nah, I can't. No R. Kelly anymore. <laughs> not not happening. <laughs> like, my whole old mixes used to have so much R. Kelly, and he's like, not anymore. They're done. I'm okay with the times changing. I used to like R. Kelly, and it's okay that I do not like him anymore. Absolutely. Um, all right, so yeah, we'll get out of here. Uh, enjoy the weekend. I don't know. Like I said, it's kind of all the stuff I just listed. There's no major movie or anything. I guess the Hunger Game movie came out, and it was mixed reviews. It seems like. Yeah, I mean, if if you grew up with it, any, and you're a I didn't fan, hear anything about it. So, if you grew up with it and you're a fan, congratulations! I'm happy. Oh, the last thing I wanted to rant about really quickly here, Dev, they're remaking Twilight. Why? Not that I give a shit. Yeah, but like the like. The dude from uh, Euphoria is supposed to be the lead with Jenna Ortega. I'm like, why do we need a remake of this? And Jenna Ortega can do better stuff with her time. Eh, I mean, can I don't know? Can we give out like why? Why is every movie friggin' Chris Pratt, Jenna Ortega, and Tom Holland like Zendaya? Oh, not Zendaya. Chalamet. Chalamet started to give him a lot of shit. Give it, give it up, people. Like, there's more than like four young actors, okay? Yeah, it's like we need a young female. Let's get Jenna Ortega. No, let's get Zendaya. She's busy. Okay, let's go to our plan B. Let's, let's go, Jenna get, Ortega. Get one of the Euphoria guys. Let's get Jacob Alorde. We got one of the people from Euphoria. Yeah, basically, that's like every teen. That's like every teen targeted piece of media the last two years is Can like. We get Sydney Sweeney? No, uh, we'll figure it out. Yeah, which which uh, Euphoria alum is included. Yeah. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great weekend. And uh, until next time, folks, cheers. Enjoy the day, people. Thank you for listening to the Fresh Take Network. Follow us on social media platforms at Fresh Take 42.